Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so very excited to come to you today with a very special guest. Oh my goodness, this lady, you need to know her, you want to know her, is um, Kelly King from Lifeway Christian Resources. Welcome, Kelly, to the podcast. Thanks, Andrea. This is so fun to get to be with you. I've, I've kind of been like wanting to be on this, and I was like, can I just ask to be on this, on this with you? Absolutely. And maybe I should tell you that I have tried to have you on this like three or four times, and for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. Schedules were crazy. And so I am so excited that today is the day. Exactly. Hey, we're all in quarantine. We're all staying at home. We're, we've got reasons that we've got, we've got a little more margin in our lives than what we've had a little bit. So I'm thankful for that too. I am too. And I've been using, I, I think I've been using my quarantine time really well to catch up on a lot of projects and to, you know, catch up on things. How about you? How are you using your quarantine time? Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, it's been a really sweet time of just because my commute into downtown Nashville is about 45 minutes to a little over an hour. So not having that gives me a little more time in the morning where I just can linger a little bit longer with the Lord and journal a little more than I have been in the last couple of years. So that's been really sweet. And, and I've been doing practical things like when we moved here, all of my photo albums and all the photos were just kind of in big boxes. So that has been my quarantine project is to go through that and clean that out. So if I, you know, if I don't get that done now, that probably won't get done. So this is the time. This is the time to do it. That is so rewarding. You know, when you feel like you can get something accomplished and mark it off your list. I know for me, I'm like, whoo, I am feeling good about this day. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was looking at my list today and I was like, I think this is a doable list. <laughs> this is good. And isn't that alone a great feeling? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Over the weekend, I took some time to plant some flowers and I do not have a green thumb. Let me just tell you, it is, it will be a, a miracle of the Lord if these plants make it. But um, it just felt good to get outside and to do something that I could say, okay, I can see it. That's been accomplished. <laughs> yes. I mean, we've planted flowers and I'm really good about like, I'll go to the store, I'll pick out the flowers, I'll help like know where they, I want them to go. But my husband is the one who makes sure they get watered and kind of fed. And you know what, I've been watching people like planting these great gardens. And like part of me is like, can you just, I, like, I want to, I want to be a gardener, but I have a box and I have four tomato plants. That's about <laughs> as far as it's going to get, but I'm going to be really grateful when I have homegrown tomatoes this summer. So oh that's, I mean, small. You, you got to post a picture when that happens. We want okay. to rejoice with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Vic, you brought him up. Yeah. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your family. We, we want to hear your story. So tell us about Kelly King. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yes, I am married. Um, Vic and I will celebrate our 32nd anniversary this summer. And so, yeah, 32 years. We have two young adult kids. Connor um, is getting married this summer. And so, you know, in the midst of all this, trying to plan a wedding, and I'm kind of glad I'm the mother of the groom and not the mother of the bride this time around. And then I have a, a daughter who um, is 25. She's an elementary music teacher and she's been married every four years this summer and just both of them just so proud of them and they're my two kind of 
they're they're both my little redheads and so just love that and I miss them because they're still in Oklahoma that's where I grew up and was raised and lived in Oklahoma until we moved to Nashville it'll be three three years ago this summer that we actually got moved into our house but I've been here about three and a half years oh can you believe it's been three years no, I can't. I, it, honestly, but and every year has been a very different year. And you know, I thought this year was going to be the year that it all kind of like came together and things were going to finally like click. And then coronavirus came mm-hmm. comes along, and so we we adapt and change. And uh, th- that's just part of life, isn't it? Like especially especially for leaders, is learning how to be flexible and walk into situations and know that all your expectations aren't always going to be what you think it's going to be. Um, but you have to just trust the Lord that he's directing your steps and just walking. And all he does is he calls us to follow him. And so that's what I have to keep kind of reminding myself. It's not following a job, not following a position or following even just a place, but following him. And so to me, that that's just the priority. Oh, that's so good. And I think that's so freeing too, when we get to that place, of surrender, you know, Mm. and just trust quite honestly that God is making a way that he is on his throne, that he is faithful and that he is doing something that probably we can't even begin to imagine. And so that's, that's encouraging. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just trusting in his timing and in his sovereignty. And I think, you know, I think there've been times in my life when I have questioned that, like, God, I I really like, isn't now the time to be doing this or shouldn't I be doing this? Or I want to be doing this for you. And now, and looking and seeing just his timing on everything in my life, he's always shown up on time. He's always opened doors on time. And so I just, I think even the, the longer I live, the more that I see that and I see his faithfulness and Uh, that's a comfort. It really is. Well, that really is a perfect segue into your ministry story, your ministry journey. How did you get into women's ministry and what, you know, what has that looked like over the years? Oh yeah. It's, you know, I don't think I ever, I never grew up thinking that I was going to be in a ministry position. Um, But I also just love the church, love the local church, love the Lord. And so in college, just really started being discipled by just really intentionally by some friends and, and other, other women that were just ahead of me. And so I love that. I loved being in God's word. And so that just kind of fueled that desire. And so when I graduated from college, uh, I started working for a credit union, a financial institution, and was doing marketing for them. And I was single and, you know, finding a church home that I felt like I could plug into and the Lord just kind of even worked in my heart to start a discipleship class with, you know, single girls my age. And so that love has always been there. And so I'm really a product of when we talk about calling the called, that is really my story. So people saw things in me and they asked me to do things I really did sense God's calling before um, Vic and I got married as just a young single adult and just wasn't sure what that looked like. I really was like, God, I don't really know what this calling looks like for my life, but I'm, I'm willing. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And that started with the 10th grade girls Sunday school class and really has continued. I still teach 11th and 12th grade girls, love students, love working in student ministry. 
and but I also love women's Bible studies. And so I was just doing that as a lay person. And as I had children, I did work from home a little bit, but mostly was just a lay person in my church. And the Lord just kind of kept developing that in me and a love and a hunger for his word. And I loved working with the women's ministry at my church. I have a great mentor. She's now 80 years old. And I just watched her love women and do it so well. And so she brought me on her team. And, you know, we talk, Andrea, about, you know, how to include young adults. And she just included me and just brought me on the team. And so I just learned from her and from other women in our church. And so the Lord just kind of kept bringing that on. Um, when, when, my, when Courtney was in first grade, um, my pastor and my student pastor asked me if I would come on staff. And I was just like, no, first of all, you can't pay me enough to do that. I just, that, that's not what I want to do. And, my, and I told them, I was really up front. I said, my heart is women's ministry as much as I love students. My heart is women's ministry. And my pastor was so, so kind and, and such a wise man. He just said, you know, I see that in you. And, and he really called out that leadership in me. But he was like, you know, the, I just don't think the timing is right. We have someone in that position right now but I want you to get the experience you need to do this. And it was, it was really a, an answer of obedience to do that. I just really, as much as I wanted to say no, God just really got a hold of my heart and said, no, you've got to walk through that door. And then I've just seen God kind of open the doors from that. And then I served in Oklahoma and um, kind of in a position similar to yours for 11 years and had relationships with life. I had relationship with Chris Adams and had done some things with them. And so um, you know, I just, I never, I love Lifeway and I've always been a fan and always thought, Hey, I'd love to do something with them, but really never practically thought we'd be in Nashville, but he, he called us here and we just walked through that door, you know, three years ago. And, and it's been a, it's been a ride. It's been a, you know, it's been great. It's been great. And I've learned, I've learned so much. And I think I think if I would have said no, Andrea, I think I would have really missed out on a great adventure that God has had for me. Yeah. You know, when you are telling your story, so many points are just sticking out to me, really. And one is just that emerging leadership model, you know, that you just got in there as God was faithfully opening a door, whether it was where you wanted to serve or not. And then you watched him just bring opportunities out of that. And then another point, Kelly, that's so encouraging, I think so like, applicable for us as leaders is, you know, it doesn't always look like what we think it should look like, you know, and so we just have to put our yes on the table and say, Lord, I trust your ways. And so I'm going to step into this in obedience and faith. And then you have these moments where you can look back and you go, I, I didn't even see what God was doing. Oh, absolutely. And even like, so what I'm doing now, even at Lifeway, so I get to do the training element and that's what I was brought on to be the women's ministry specialist, which that is still my primary role. But I've also been asked to, to lead the magazine and devotional team, which is such an interesting combination. And I love it because I get to have a foot in the publishing world and in the event world, which God has just prepared me for that. But little did I know that my degree in journalism or that my freelance business when I had small children of graphic design would all just work together for this position that he's created. Like 
I mean, I couldn't have designed it any better. So that's just the Lord that just kind of puts all those things together. And I think when we're younger, we always go, I don't know why God has me doing this, but I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, God will use every experience in your life, whether it's good or bad, he will, he will kind of mold that together to make you what he wants. And I think that is part of that, you know, you know, Philippians 1, 6, that what he began in us, that he'll be faithful to complete it. That process is just our life. It's, it's a tapestry, isn't it? I mean, we talk, yeah. we use that term and, and it really is. That's so great. That's a great encouragement. So you talked about your role at Lifeway, what you do there for maybe someone who's listening, who's not really familiar with Lifeway. Give us a little idea of Lifeway and uh, what you do and what Lifeway is all about. Yeah. So our strategy is to, we want to provide and fuel ministry experiences that, in, that equip the church, that equip um, people in the church and really just um, design experiences for them. So that can be a big part of what we do is publishing. So if you, we, we publish Bibles, we publish trade books, we publish ongoing curriculum. And what most women are familiar with would be our short-term women's Bible studies. So you're familiar with the Priscilla Shire studies or Jen Wilkin or some of our authors. So that's a big part of what we do. But then also a lot of people would be familiar with our events and our camps. So whether it's centrifuge um, and student life camps, or maybe it's the women's events where we have living proof live with Beth Moore or going beyond live with Priscilla. Um, so that's a big part of our business too. But then, you know, the magazine and devotion, it's, it's an interesting, I mean, it's a, I learn new things about Lifeway all the time, um, whether it's global, but also children's area. And so all those different areas and the impact that they have, but our, our goal is to really come along and support the church and design things for them to use, to, to equip the people in their church, to bring people to the Lord and, and support them in their journey with the Lord. What a privilege that is to, you know, God's heart is for the local church, you know, for us to be plugged in and to be investing through our local church. And I know that that's something that's very important to you just from following you on Facebook. And so as you move to Nashville and you've settled there, you found a local church and you're active in that. Oh yeah. I mean, we knew, I mean, and that's hard because we had been at the same church our whole married life. Um, so we had been there, you know, over 20 some years. And so to come to a new community and think, Oh wow, we're starting all over and finding a church. No one knows you. And you know, Andrea, I, and, and I don't know who this is for, but maybe someone's listening and they're just like, I can't find a church I like, or I can't find a church that is a good fit or where I feel I'm getting fed or whatever. And I don't know, Vic and I's attitude has always been, um, there's no perfect church and there's no church that's going to meet your needs, but what, where is the place that God can, can use you and use you to serve and serve him. And so, um, the church that we're serving at is much different than the one we were at in Oklahoma city. It's much smaller. Um, but we, we knew in our stage of life that we needed to find a place where we could make friends and that then also where do we serve? So Vic actually was the interim student pastor while we were without one for a few months. And that was, wow. I mean, that really kind of immersed us into getting to know families a little bit. Um, but they've asked me to volunteer and be the women's ministry coordinator, which it's hard. I mean, okay, you guys, I mean, like if you're volunteering and you're working full time, kudos to you because I have a whole new appreciation for women who are doing women's ministry and they have a full-time job. It is, it's hard. It is hard to find time. 
Um, and it's, you want, you know, the desire is there, but you just go, my, my strength is limited and I've got family. So I just want to encourage those women who are out there doing that, that you do not have to be superwoman, but do, do the thing that God has called you to do and stay in that lane. Like you said, and just, uh, be, be who God and then bring people around you. You know, that's really important. That's so good. You know, primarily here in Arkansas, we have lay leaders, uh, volunteer leaders, you know, and uh, then we have different size churches. We have small churches, medium churches, large churches, and then figuring out how to contextualize ministry to women in those different, you know, situations and circumstances is a challenge. And so I know Lockway is great at resourcing women's leaders with different things. So tell us a little bit about what's available for us as leaders. Oh, good. Yeah. So there's a, different things um, that we have. So on the resource side, um, that pretty much is kind of our Bible studies and how we do that. So there's also online Bible studies, which in the midst of what we've been going through lately, we have seen the online presence grow tremendously. Like we have over 50,000 women right now in an online Bible study. So that's huge, but that's where people have to do it right now. So that, that's a resource that we provide. And then also our training events. So we have um, our U-Lead events, which we were in Arkansas at Hot Springs a couple of years ago. And so that's a one-day training event, which we have not been able, we, we did one in New Orleans in January, and that was the last one we were physically able to do. And so we're just planning and praying that the Lord will get us back together. You know, maybe sometime this summer we'll be able to do some events. But those are live training events where we can equip ministry leaders. And then we also have smaller things for new leaders called Essentials, um, which are they can come to, to Nashville. And we have 25 women and kind of a cohort type of thing. And we really invest in them. And then we have the Women's Leadership Forum in November, which is kind of the destination you know, come for leadership two and a half days. It's a big investment, but it's also probably, I mean, people still talk about the impact of forum in their ministry life. I a hundred percent agree with all of those. And specifically forum has been transformational for me in my leadership journey. There's something about getting away. I think with other leaders who are in similar situations and having the networking time as well as the training time, together and how that all fits together. And you guys do an incredible job of creating a leadership experience for us. And so it's, it's just so well done. Save your money, ladies. Let's all carpool together. It is worth it. And so that's something that is on my um, heart to really encourage our leaders to do. Go to you lead, go to the essentials, go to the, you know, the, the one day trainings, but really try to get to that three day intensive um, and you will, you will come back a different leader and you will also have then the skills to invest in other leaders. So I'm a big fan of all of the things that you do. Um, forum just has a special place in my heart. Yeah, we love forum and, you know, we're just really praying that by November that this is going to be, you know, kind of back to somewhat of a normal, I'm sure there's going to be some different things that we'll have to incorporate. And I'm glad you said that about being a leadership experience, Andrea, because because that's a heart of mine and we're really even trying to step that up a little bit more this year. So, um, we, we have a couple of times where we do dinners and on campus and things like that. And we've offered some panel discussions the last couple of years, but what we're planning this year is that our, our hope is to, to put you in, um, just allow you to 
sit at a table with whoever and we're going to have some conversation cards and really it we want that to be designed to be an intentional networking time because you're right like how many times do you get to sit across from somebody from another state and I've met people there um, before I came to Lifeway when I've gone that still remain friends that I connected with and I said oh my goodness how did how do you do this or learning from them uh, so that's that it is it's a good place to meet people that's great that's great and we'll put everything you know all of the contacts all of the links in our show notes so that you know anyone who's listening you want to find additional information you can click and you can go uh, and you can start to prepare and plan to make these things actually happen. You know, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to prepare and plan and then to just take that step of faith. Um, another thing I'll say about Nashville that I love is there's, there, there's some great restaurants and some uh-huh. great shopping. And so it is not a hard sacrifice to make to go to Nashville, Tennessee. I have to diet before I go and after I come home. <laughs> I, I know. In fact, it's really, yeah, I think I've gained about 15 pounds since I've been here, Andrea, because it, there is a lot of good food here in Nashville. Um, so it's yeah. okay. It's all grace. It's all good. Uh, uh. <laughs> you took us to one place, uh, you know, and it was, I can't remember. It was like a central market kind of place. Oh yeah. Chef's market. Chef's yes. market. <laughs> Oh, the shopping, the food. Oh my goodness. All of it. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I know. I'm glad that I'm glad it's not around the corner from me because that would be a bad place for me to like. I bet so. All right. Well, obviously this has just been such an unprecedented time for all of us. One thing that I think is so interesting is that for the first time in my life, I am experiencing the same thing that everybody else is experiencing. We're really all in this together which I think is such an opportunity for synergy and for, you know, community and love and grace. Um, but there are some real challenges to social distancing. There's, there are real challenges to actually reopening and figuring out how to re-engage in ministry. And so with you being our national leader, <laughs> the pressure, right? <laughs> we just want to hear some wisdom from you um, because we know that you, you have your ear to the ground in so many ways. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do we as leaders need to be aware of when it comes to COVID-19, social distancing, reopening, and what that looks like for ministry to women? Yeah, that's, um, that's such a big question right now, Andrea. And um, I tell people, I'm, I'm just kind of watching. I'm, I'm learning as well. I'm trying to see what other people are doing. And number one, it really does depend on where you live. So, you know, every state, every regulation is just a little bit different. So people have to kind of keep that in mind. Um, I got a really good email from a church in the Dallas area last week, and they just really outlined everything they were going to do once they started kind of gathering again. And I've kept it because I just thought this was so well done. I mean, I want to learn from them some of the things that like how you communicate this when you do start gathering. So we know that people are going to want to gather. They're going to want to start getting together. So um, for us right now in, in my community, we can gather in groups of 10 or less. So our pastor has said, Hey, as a, as maybe a small group, maybe a life group, you can do that. And then it will expand. We're not going to go back to services, our worship gatherings right away. Um, but they're already thinking about what does that plan look like? How will we keep people kind of distanced a little bit physically distanced? What will we do to protect them as far as, you know, we're asking people to wear a mask, which think about that, Andrea, like 
for a pastor to look out in the congregation and everyone's wearing a mask. That just, we're just not used to that. So that's a whole different, but our pastors haven't been used to having to preach to a camera either, as far as like without a congregation in front of them. So they're adapting um, really quickly. But I, I, I know for us, like I have a small group of girls that meets at my house on Sunday nights and we kind of got the go ahead this week. We're going to, we're going to gather at my house on Thursday night. One of them is graduating from college and doesn't get to have her college graduation. So we're going to have just a little fun party for her. We're going to be outside. I'm just telling them to bring their lawn chairs and we just have a fire pit at the end of our, end of our property. And we're going to just, you know, cook hot dogs and keep our chairs enough apart and just catch up. So it'll be little by little. I don't think I, I heard someone say, this is not like a snowstorm where everything just like the snow goes away and we're right back to normal, but it's more like a mini ice age mm -hmm. and that it's going to melt really slowly. So I think it's going to be step by step by step. And I don't think we're ever going to, I don't think we, I don't think the Lord wants us to go back to the way things were completely. So we're having to think digital and online. And I think if, if you're leading a Bible study, um, you're probably always going to have some kind of online study now. I think that's probably, people are used to it now. And women are getting, I mean, although I don't know about you, but there's just, it's nothing like being in the same room with ladies and talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so unknown, you know, it is yeah. so unknown. And that's, that's where we press into the Lord. You know, we press into his presence and his will and plan and his wisdom and, his creativity, you know, I don't know how many times I've prayed for that over the last few months, just help us to be creative in the midst of all of this and um, to actually see the need and to respond to the need. You know, I think one thing that has come out of this is hopefully a reset and a refocus so we don't go back. Lord, may we not go back. You know, may we move ahead. And so I think that that's such incredible wise advice that you're giving us is to be sensitive and to look at what God's doing and then don't go back because our flesh just tends to do that. <laughs> you know, I know. And I do think we'll have to, I mean, Andrea, you've done events before too. Mm -hmm. I love events, but I do think we're going to have to be careful. Like, you know, when we talked about forum, I'm already having that conversation of if we have this as a live event, how do we distribute food safely? Like, you know, I think it's going to have to be a little different. It's not going to be a, you know, just go through the line. It may be that certain people with gloves are going to hand things out and prepackaged type of foods. Um, those are things we're going to have to ask ourselves to keep people safe. And, and, and yeah, I love that you said that about creativity because um, I, I heard Carrie Newhoff, who does a lot of leadership stuff. He talked about that crisis is the cradle of innovation. And I was like, that's gold. Like that really is because it does, it forces us to be creative and whether we wanted to or not, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all having to get creative, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for joining oh. us and visiting with us. And we just want you to know that we love you and we support you and that you're not in this alone. I know leading a national platform like you do can be overwhelming sometimes. And so Actually, I want um, you to share with us a few ways that we can pray for you because we are committed to praying for you and praying for the challenges that, that you're facing at Lifeway um, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We want to join together in that. So how can we pray for you? Yeah, thanks, Andrea. I appreciate that. Um, number one, would you just pray for, for 
for our organization um, because of coronavirus, we've really taken a, a deep hit because in, in we're not angry. We just know that churches are having to change the way they purchase things. And so it's affected us and we've had some, some layoffs in the past week. And so God is moving us and God is changing us and he is redirecting our focus too. So just pray for wisdom for our leaders. I, I, I really would appreciate that. Not necessarily from on, on me, but our like Ben Mandrell, our president and some of our senior vice presidents as they really navigate what the future looks like. Appreciate that. And then um, pray for our, our events um, that, that we will figure out what does this look like? Because we do, we do know that when women gather and the Lord just shows up and we see women come to know the Lord and grow deeper in him. And so God's going to do his work. He's not going to leave us, but uh, that we would be wise in the way that we think about that and that he give us all creativity. Like you said, amen. Amen to that. Well, thank you, Kelly. We love you. We're cheering for you and um, we will hope, hopefully see you in person soon. I know. For those of you who are listening, I want to encourage you to um, check out the show notes and to be sure and connect with Kelly, connect with Lifeway, connect with these incredible resources. One thing that we've said time and time again is that we are not alone in ministry. And one great good way to know that is to take advantage of these resources. So um, have a great day and we'll see you next time on Inspire on the Go. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go. Thank you.